You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and I think the mood will be. A lot lighter this week, even if college football is still completely off the rails because Nicole's back. Yes. yes. About time. Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. We're going to talk a lot about Ohio State, a lot going on. And Nicole, just still, are you over the game yet? Or how, how have you processed what happened? Mm, have you been yes. missing? Yeah, we haven't seen you since. since. You went into witness protection for two weeks. <laughs> no, it was it was traumatizing. I was, I was talking with Berm a little bit. I said, you know, you've heard me on the show. I do, I just feel that, at one point, we were going to have to lose. And I just feel of all years to lose, this was the best year because we had a really young team and they just happened to be playing great. And I feel like we've seen that all year with a lot of the games. Yeah. You know, Michigan State, that was supposed to be a lot closer of a game for Ohio State versus them. And they just weren't on their A game that time, you know? So I feel like Michigan just happened to be playing really, really great in their home stadium. And so... I think the that's best, the only reason it happened. That's the one thing that we didn't say the last two weeks, Bob, that that was the best time for the streak to come to an end. It was the best mm. chance for it to come to an end. I think best chance. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> there's ever a good <laughs> no, never. Right. Yeah. But you know, I always <laughs> like to see the positive side. I yeah, have for sure. Yeah. Spin on it. I, I knew there would be a more sunny disposition. Like, don't get me wrong. It was devastating. <laughs> it was. My son is still traumatized by it, but you know. Well, he's, was, I mean, he doesn't even remember. He was probably... Like barely Gosh, yeah. talking the last time they lost. Yeah, I don't even. When when Where's was Bronson? that? 11? 11. 2011. 2011 was. Yes, yeah, so yeah, that would have so. been like yeah. right around when Still he was diapers. born. Yeah. yeah. Golden mm-hmm. plate diapers. I mean, that's, yeah. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, is there ever a good time to get like some serious dental work? Is there ever a great time to get a vasectomy? Like, those are questions you have to ask yourself. <laughs> Usually, is there ever like, a good time? March Madness, I thought was a good time for that. <laughs> No, because that's well, actually true. <laughs> that's what they say. Like, what do you th- like, dude? Listen, I jump, way, I jump around way too much watching those games to be able to stay sedated and Fair sit enough. in the chair. Like, oh, okay. Especially you start getting some, ga- you start getting mm-hmm. some juice on some of those games. I mean, you're going back and forth. You think you can win your bracket? I mean, holy smokes, coach! What are we talking about? So, yeah, I mean, I don't Plus know. We'll be able to legally wager on it. A hundred percent. I mean, that's that's happening as well. So all these things are good. So I don't know if there's ever a good time, but it probably was like you said. From the, the most likely time for it to happen. And so I guess, because you can kind of see that they were playing really well. It's a young team, whatever. It would have been much worse if this was an Ohio State team that was like steamrolling through everything. Right. And I think lost to a Michigan team that was like six and five, kind of limping into the game, who really ruined everything for you. I, and guys, I can already tell I'm going to regret saying this because so many people are going to oh, disagree with me. Let's go. Oh. But I feel the. Again, the positive side. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it brings the expectations back down that we can really enjoy (laughs) when we win. And it's not just, I mean, it's still going to be expected. It's still going to be expected. I spend a lot of time on message boards. But it just makes, (laughs) no, I don't. 
and that's why I'm saying this. Good idea. That's why value, you have this positivity because if you're on those things, that's you, why I don't yeah. look at them because I Good. I like to keep the pot. But seriously, it's now it's like those guys will never want to feel that way again. And sometimes it takes being brought off that pedestal and back down to be like, okay, I need to really enjoy <clears> this and value, you know, what take if, it all in. I think Woody what if, had something yeah. to say about that, didn't he, Jay Z? Who's that? Woody, Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. Woody. He was a coach at Ohio State for a few years. <laughs> nothing. His name was on. Guys, the, that was the before my time. You know, I think I've heard of that guy before. Okay. There's nothing. Do you have a good record against Michigan? The, the soul like a good butt kicking. Yeah. So paraphrasing. I've honestly never seen that there, and I. But is it there in front? It's just a. It's just a Woody. No, because you don't actually just, want to hear that a lot. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know why didn't you go for or why'd you go for two because I couldn't go for three yeah. you know, one it's of those a Woody good time stories but it's yeah. accurate sometimes you need to get your butt kicked in order to reassess your priorities and where you are I don't think that the average Buckeye fan thinks the same way you do though because most of them are, are seem very comfortable being miserable at this point and like the sky is literally fallen I understand that too and I do understand all the fans I don't. and how important the game <laughs> yeah. was no. I do it it was I, mean, I know fun how to watch. important it is to there's, people but it's it's just such a there's a, an overreaction that's going on right now to oh, oof good to, well I think it's the snapback on the other side is what is probably irking people to where 20 years of history just disappeared then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like this game has been dominated you thought Michigan was winning all these years right I, I asked this I had this conversation this morning on air on my well let's show. let's preface this what you're gonna talk about here Bob because I think it'd be different if Michigan was being very humble about what yeah. happened yeah well, and then, then but this was the the point and, and Justin you guys Justin was around I mean Nicole was here I'm like when we weren't on the team in 01 but like there was like a sense of excitement like gosh one one up there that's awesome with Tress. I don't remember like trying to find Michigan fans to yell. Yeah. At them. yeah. There weren't I mean you guys were soft. And I would say this, like there wasn't like social media as we know it, but get, granted the fact that Twitter spaces exist, which is a glorified chat room. Yeah. I I feel like we're going back to ICQ. So like that is basically where we are now. Um so that did exist. And I don't remember this like vitriol and stuff happening. We're like, you're the worst. Like, we've beat you for the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. twelve years. Okay, well that, and you want to know too. Like, I don't remember there being a lot of like Michigan's the worst team. Hey, no. we beat a team that was ranked really highly. They were really good, going to get a chance to play a national championship. But like, beat a worthy adversary and won the rivalry game a couple times in a row. Like, I, and maybe there were fans out there who were like all about this. But just watch, even outside of the, the award show stuff, the stuff that I've wow. had in my mentions and everything else, like people yelling at me, I'm like, dude, I, I have three pairs of gold pants. That game, it's not like someone broke into my house and stole them and they and you don't wiped, get them back? wiped my memory from them and took away those wins. Like They still existed. Everything still has happened. And it wasn't like it was in a, in a performance that felt really raw and hurt because they ran the ball and it was good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it wasn't good on defense. But it wasn't like it was 42 to 3 right. either. Like it was a game and you felt until probably about 4 or 5 minutes left that Ohio State still had a mm-hmm. shot if yeah. they could get something mm-hmm. going to win. I mean, are you trying to tell me social media is terrible? Yeah, right. No, it's the best Golly. place to go. If I really want to find out what the world is like, I dive into that social media hole. <laughs> it's it is a <laughs> great place. Terrible. That's a frightening but, place. But that part Bob is separate to me, like cuz the uh, fans are fans. That's going to happen. Like that trash talk outside. I think what's more bizarre is the only word I can come up with is that Michigan is act like they on the field wiped away the last 20 years with one game when your coach says that somebody at Ohio State um, 
seemed to be directed at Ryan Day was standing on third and acting like he hit a triple. When the offensive coordinator has now decided oh, after gosh. one game that Ohio State is a finesse team and has no toughness because they didn't out-tough somebody in one particular game. When one of your most famous alums hijacks the Heisman ceremony to talk trash to the face of the quarterback of the quarterback. Your face, Charlie Murphy. I mean, what are we what is happening here? Like they are so arrogant that it's insane. Yeah. It really is. Like what and it, I honestly Somebody felt, point to me one time that Ohio State did this in the last twenty years. I I, I can't. I mean I I would like to think, and believe me, people get a little bit crazy and you get on one and it's like, all right. But it felt like the more wins that have happened, it's just kind of like, ah, like it doesn't even, it's not even as much fun to talk to trash. You're like what Desmond did, did you watch the Heisman Trophy ceremony? I Yes. And so I, the Aiden Hutch, I felt almost bad for Aiden Hutch. Yeah, yes, for sure. I don't he didn't ask me. Yeah, he's sitting up there like, so, uh, you know, what Aiden said was totally it was fine. It was perfect. 100%. The goal, what? I came back to beat Ohio State. We did that. Yeah, I Big came 10 back championship. To, yeah. Like, he, that was great. Complete the mission. Right. What was he supposed to say? I came back because I hoped to win a game. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted yeah. to be at the Heisman? No. No. Like, yeah. I wanted to beat Ohio State, and I wanted to win a Big Ten championship. 100%. And like... Then the comment, hey, of, you know, was it? Uh, Tebow jumps Tebow's in. Like, oh, hey, it's a good thing you're in between thing, them. Ken, that, that's funny. That's good. Hey, ha, ha, funny, good. And then Des, like, all Jeez, of a sudden, better. from the top ropes, better. hopefully he does a better job than your offensive lineman. And then he's like, ah. and no yeah. one kind of laughed. And Tim, Nobody laughed. I think, was it Tim? Like, oh, throw him under the bus. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's like, oh, he threw him under the bus. Because huh? you had to break that rough. weird silence. I'm like, Des, dude, like. Did Desmond play in that game, by the way? I can't remember. He must have. I think he scored a touchdown. He must have. I think he ran for yards, too. He was a part of that effort. Like, it just, I didn't understand it. It was so, it's supposed to be a time to celebrate those four guys. Mm. Some playful quips back and forth. Like, that's great. Hey, Hey, you're in between them. That's that's cool. That's okay. There's a rivalry. We get that. But then. You're up here because of, you know, you were able to get to that guy three times. Like, okay, that's funny stuff. It happened. Mm. But, like, the offensive linemen weren't there to defend themselves. Like, we're just going to throw them out. And CJ don't have a and mic, what, so he can't say anything. He, well, he couldn't anyway. Yeah. Because somebody has to act like a classy individual well, exactly. over there and yeah, not go no over and do that. So I, I just, that was absolutely. Someone tweeted, someone tweeted me like, I'm glad your co- head coach was there to see it. I'm like, as if the head coach of any of those players wasn't at the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that ever be the case? Can you tell me a reason outside of like a death in the family, yeah. severe sickness, why the head coach of one of the Heisman Trophy finalists yeah. would not be there? Every <laughs> one of them was there to support their guy. So him saying you're glad for him to see it, yeah, like, okay, awesome. Great. Two thumbs up. And they wouldn't have watched it on TV either or got the clips into them immediately Man. since it went well. straight to our favorite social media outlets it's so much just like they don't know how to act because they you know they got something nicer they you know had a good game and they finally won it and they just don't know how to how the to nfl it. they, they would have thrown a taunting flag <laughs> they would have been a taunting don't get me started on that <laughs> taunting penalty <laughs> that penalty on von bell on sent oh my god it, it almost like stains the win the win of the game too like it makes it not as attractive or something that should be celebrated because there's definitely a way you should handle yourself after a win i mean people i don't know that's just terrible i think that like trash talk is great yep. and if this like actually levels some of the playing field or the motivation on both sides. I'm all for that too. And there's the part of like blowouts, Bob, like if you want them to stop talking or stop scoring, like shut them up. So I get that you won, you get to do whatever you want. That's fine. Yeah. But I just had three out of 21 years. These Michigan men who carry themselves so much Mm -hmm. higher than everybody else are the same ones who are calling Michigan state little brother and then losing every year. And then beating one time. 
Ohio State right. one time. If Aiden Hutchinson had said what Desmond Howard did, I would have thought it was funny. Yeah. That that's the truth. He did it. Because he did it. But for a professional announcer, I don't I understand you have loyalties to a school you play for, but you don't see Kirk Herbstreit doing that. You don't see Joey Galloway doing that. You don't see Robert Smith doing that. You don't see any of the other Ohio State guys I've never seen any of the other guys see make Charles Woodson do stuff like that. Yeah. I've well, never seen any of the other hosts up there ever make a joke like that severe about their allegiance, regardless of yeah. whatever I didn't they think did. you were allowed to do that. <laughs> like well, the secret rules behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, it shouldn't come across as sour grapes. This is truly a situation where a guy shouldn't have said something in his role, period. And it's not a, if he wants to say it on his podcast or go on a. a if this was at a yeah. Go Blue, a Michigan <laughs> fundraiser, <laughs> right. all or, or, the right. jokes are right. a podcast all. that he does his own thing, well, that is what it is. But on national TV, that night for the Heisman ceremony, come on. He could even say that at a desk, but it's a ceremony. It's not, I mean, it's a TV show because we put it on television, but it's yeah. supposed to be an awards banquet. Yeah. Like, and it's supposed to be about those guys. Like, that. that's the disconnect that I had. I mean, at any, if you want to sit there and you're Pollock and you joke around and say that up at the desk with Herbie and those, that's cool. Yeah. It's maybe in poor taste, but it's whatever. Like, that, it's just, I couldn't imagine at any other awards banquet that something like that being said and people not making a bigger deal about it. Yeah. You could see RG3's face where he was just like, well, <laughs> what are you doing? And CJ, I mean, he had to stand up there and take it. He, he clearly wasn't happy about it, but. I felt like Aiden, Aiden kind of even like... I, yeah, I think he kind of just like, ooh, what's going on? Can I finish my answer now? <laughs> just, you know, and it's like, um, bring just, it back to me. He just jumped back into it. Yeah. Like, didn't address it. Acted like yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, man. We're moving on. It's fun. That's part of college football. Football's today. good, isn't We're it? We're on Notre Dame. Football's and there's, there's a lot of things at Ohio State, not comfort. that they needed it, but that they will be able to point to in this offseason to fire them up even more. Yeah. Bob's already ready for the offseason. He's skipping right past the Rose Bowl. <laughs> On the granddaddy of Notre Dame. Dame. Um, Nicole, how have you organized all the travel for this oh, yes. month? It's, it's coming along. That's probably Just doing some research, you know, with the I guess there's something new this year that we're dealing with the vaccinations if you aren't um, yeah. testing and um, so just trying to figure those little logistics out, but it's gonna be an awesome I'm, I'm trip. excited for you, Nicole, because I think logistically this might be the toughest challenge. Most challenging. Most uh, greatest opportunity for you to show your skills. Thanks. Okay. Between Thanks. it being in the state of California. Or Florida, and- Florida, Texas, or California were the options. Mm-hmm. And or Arizona. Got California. Arizona. But even outside of just the test, but yeah. the, the setup of getting people from point A to point B, the LAX flight, I mean, that's. Yeah. I know you're excited about this. It'll yeah. be great. And we have travel partners, though. Yes. I'm not you're on not, Twitter. Okay, good. Hey, no, guys. Don't watch the video that they tweeted out. Oh, no. I already saw it. But <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it is funny. I thought about getting Twitter, and then I was like, oh, no. I no, can't keep up with that. Yeah, no. It's a bad idea. <laughs> I can't add that on top of everything else. But, um, yeah, we're very, very excited. And the most exciting thing, too, I think for a lot of our winners that I'm excited for them to see is the Rose Bowl Parade. Because I think... I've we've had so many winners say I think that they call it the parade of roses. I'm what, joking. You're right. No, no, it might be. <laughs> they do officially call it that, but you don't have to give in. It's all to what we all about. I'm thinking like what I'm reading on my sheet, the, but the tournament of roses, and the granddaddy fight. of them all. You don't have to give into their on, branding. I mean, it's 
on people's bucket list yeah. to see that, you know? And so to know that they're getting to do that and obviously to go to the game. And guys, I need to make it clear. I don't like losing either. I just like to bring a positive spin and I'm proud of the guys. And I just You're not condoning them losing that game. I, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're going to win that game because I truly think that they are probably so upset over Michigan because of everything behind it. I think we're going to play amazing, you know? And so, I mean, there are bad games. There are games where you just don't play your best. What, what's going to happen to you if Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave don't play in this game? Well, Alave, I, Alave is the one. Alave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She'll it, be well, sad. Well, it's okay. It, you know, I'm just proud of them. I'm glad they stayed, you know, another year. And it. I told, I said to my son, I was like, it is going to be weird not watching it with them in there <laughs> 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 next year, you know. So, but I'm hey, excited for them. Hey, next man up. Yep. Okay. So Ohio State football, next man up. Next smile up. Yes. There's others. Next yes. smile. That precious <laughs> smile. Precious You've never seen smile. Julian Fleming smile? Come on. I know. We've got some great guys. And I'm. I, that's what's so fun about watching them. It's fun watching them grow because I guarantee next year versus Michigan, it's going to look absolutely unreal. Next year, Nicole's going to be like, have you guys ever seen this Emeka Abuka kid? <laughs> <laughs> sure what a does, smile. He sure he's, is nice. He's a delightful. I've given him a Buckeye leaf before. I know. He, he sure is. is nice. <laughs> he sure is nice, that Emeka. It's going to be an interesting experience, that's for sure. The Rose Bowl, uh, there's a lot of traffic. As you said, there's mm. some interesting uh, vaccination rules and cards that you have to take. And Berm walks last through, week is... Walks through neighborhoods to get to the stadium. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. just, Were you there? The, you went the last time with the Rooster mm -hmm. Bowl. It is yes. logistically just a nightmare. Every single thing about the Rose Bowl. Everything about the Rose Bowl, except for the game itself, is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst. Nicole was just trying to get the 24 people excited about their trip, Berm. You guys are going to love it. Everyone else is going to hate it. California is beautiful. Well, setting it up is terrible. Yeah, no, having somebody else take care of it all for you certainly will make it a whole lot better. But boy, oh boy, as far as, I mean, let's just dive right into it, right? Okay, all the games we've covered in the last decade around Ohio State football, has there been a bowl game that you disliked more than the Rose Bowl? I hate the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Really? Everything Travel about. Partners of Dublin does a phenomenal job, though. Like, if I had them coordinating everything, so they should take over. The Travel Partners should help the Rose Bowl coordinate all of their availability throughout the week, so that we don't mm -hmm. have to get on a broken down bus with no shocks and sit in traffic for an hour and a half to go watch Ohio State practice for fifteen minutes. So Real that's bad. what it is. Real bad. Everything and about it. Maybe they can also build some curbs so that when Berm gets off that curbs bus, are very he doesn't just oh, I had an oh, and fall whoa. onto his back like a turtle. I was protecting <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of gear. See, this is the problem. So this is why you don't like it. No, you fell I, I have no getting off a with bus. The fact that I was and now the Rose Bowl. after working for 12 hours, and it took a step where I thought there was a curb and there wasn't, and I happened to slip out of the Ooh, bus. That's the worst. Did I, did I turn midair while uh, holding on to $3,000 worth of equipment sure in did. order to prevent the equipment from being damaged? Sure did. You're darn right I did. Would I do it again? Absolutely. That's a a lesser athlete employee. would have went down hard with the equipment look at you it's a good thing I, that was not what made the trip terrible you were well you asked me, it's a good start I mean, that was you actually the best trip of the trip and that was the best part of the that trip. was the best trip of the entire trip for me the, the, everything else about that experience if i were with you guys i would have whipped out some biofreeze out of my emergency Boom. kit yes. and emergency i'd be like kit. let's keep going Do you know let's how go. many oh. bowl games we've been to where they have like a bowl suite in the hotel and you're yeah. allowed to go down there have a couple of cocktails adult beverages Great. with your co-workers mm -hmm. and peers mm -hmm. uh later in the evening after a long day of working all it's, of them. Yeah. Do you know the how parts. many of them prevent you from taking beer to your room? One. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Guess which one it is. Talking to you, Rose Bowl. <laughs> Pathetic. Oh, no, 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 no. Who wants to go was, back to the room and drink by themselves? This was pre-COVID, okay? This was 2018. Oh, yeah. I, believe me, I got you. This it, was, we were like, what is going on here? It, it was absolutely, like our hotel, like our room was a floor up, and you weren't allowed to take it out of the the suite. Is that a I, Rose Bowl or a California law? I, I mean, have pockets. I didn't. Well, it yeah. was pathetic, Rose Bowl. Give the man his beer. Anyway, in his room. 24 people get to go thanks to they Roosters. Do. These, so these guys excited. don't have to stay in the stupid media hotel. We're staying in Huntington Beach just Whoa. because there's more to do. Ooh, nice. But it is, I do remember it being a long drive, but it's okay because we go there for the day and then it's, it's great. So. When, when will the Roosters Bowl uh, winners get to go out there? When are you leaving? We leave the 29th. And come home the second. So it's, a, which is nice. It's a few days after Christmas. I was talking to someone and I was like, one year we left the 26th. And as a mom, like <laughs> the day after Christmas, it was just, it was a lot. Yeah, welcome. But, That's the player's life right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, oh, Christmas, All see right. you guys not tomorrow. And you got to yeah. do Christmas on the day before Christmas so you can get back to the Woody and yeah. get on a plane to go. We did Christmas in Texas one year. That was the nice. Alamo Bowl, baby. That's the biggest yeah. incentive to make sure <laughs> yeah, that you're playing a good in, game. A, in a New Year's Day Bowl is that you do not have to have Christmas in a hotel in, a in hotel. some rando city. And hope that your family can get there. Hope that, well, They're not coming down like five days before <laughs> well, the game. Coach like, oh, we gave you the afternoon off so you can ha- yeah, oh, hang, hang out. out with what? Who, yeah. our, our roommate and sit there and look at each other? Yeah. My parents? Aww. Everything's closed. It's Christmas Day. Six, <laughs> yeah, where are we going to go? The river walk's awesome on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Let closed. me tell you this. If you've ever gone to a bar on Christmas Day in the river walk, or really any place in America, like folks, if you don't have anything going on and you don't have a family, don't feel bad. Go find some companionship at a local watering hole and see what the world has to offer there because it's an interesting cross-section of what's available. We found one place. Travel to San Antonio. With food the last time that we were in uh, L.A. It was a bowling alley. It was a bowling alley. Hmm. And um, On Christmas. We got there on Christmas Day, and we had to go to a bowling alley around the corner from the uh, media hotel. What did we have? Uh, Hot dogs? This is in in Rose Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, was that, we had like ba- two is that where was Walter Solchek there rolling? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dude? <laughs> so it was a bowling market. Alley. It, it was an upscale bowling alley. Okay, let's to be clear. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was a bowling alley. We walked in. We I think we had a Miller Lite and some chicken fingers. Mm. Merry Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Los Angeles. <laughs> Can't wait to get gross. back I, at the end of the month. Huh? Everything about California. Gonna be awesome. Nicole, anything else going on at Roosters right now? That's appetizer on the list is the fried pickles. Ooh, tomorrow. fried pickles. Again, mm-hmm. $2 could be appetite. a surprise, but as of right now, it looks like Olentangy Road some. has some. That's yes, right. they do. Well, yeah. for now, until Jay-Z yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. And we're down. still running our gift card promotion, too. So for Tell every $50 in gift cards you buy, you get a $10 bonus buck. Ooh. So it's for you Can't to use after that. January. Yeah, it's great. Love that. Come get some Roosters gift cards tomorrow when you get fried pickles. At this location, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you get an appetizer, appetizer no matter what. That's right. And you can't $2. beat it. You can't beat the price. You can't beat Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Nicole's going to go about her day. We're going to come back and talk a lot more about Ohio State's off-season slash Roll Bowl, Bros Bowl preparations. We'll be back after this. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. 
precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back to the Letterman Lounge. Rolling along on Letterman Live, it's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. And Ohio State has a new defensive coordinator, Bob. What do we know about Oklahoma State, former Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles? I thought we were bringing Manny Diaz. No, he didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And neither did Will Muschamp. He went to Penn State. Yes, he went uh, east. I don't know. Any other pie in the sky? Gary Patterson. These guys were never an option. This, by the way, was... Mark D'Antonio. The job was... That was in the middle of the season, wasn't it? Bobby shot that down after week two. That was in the middle of the season. Wherever that rumor may have started. Yeah, jeez. Who did start that rumor? It, uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, gosh. Jim Knowles. What do you know? I know. I think I know. What do you know about Jim Knowles? It doesn't matter. Soccer style kicker. Um for the Ace Ventura reference uh, out there. Ace is out. I <laughs> um, but I will say, what do you know? Did about you just Goodman? watch that with your kids or something? No. Bring up the Ace Ventura. It's always like, what do, you know, what do you know about <laughs> Ray Finkel? Um, Deep breath. So you know, he's kind of got a unique path. Like he's a Cornell guy. Him and Andy Bernard have that in common. Yep. Played Go there. Big Red. Got coached, started coaching there, like worked his way up, became a head coach there. Wasn't great as a head coach. Gets fired and then kind of falls into basically kind of being with Duke for the better part of a decade. He spends a year at Ole Miss, but he's really at Duke most of the time with David Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe, yeah. Cutcliffe there. And then before he goes to Oklahoma State, um, you know, I watched. <clears throat> I went back and watched some of their film just to take a look, at, you know, defensively at what they do and how they operate. I mean, he does a lot of different stuff. It's it's a fairly complicated mm-hmm. defense. Um, a little bit of the spin the dial of what he wants to run. He runs a stand-up end. Now, I know they said it was a four-down front. I mean, without getting too much into, like, the weeds, basically most of what they do, Justin, is it's three guys with their hands on the ground mm-hmm. and a stand-up end. Like, I know they used you that way a little bit. Four, yeah, year, it's right? four-man. Yeah. It's four-down spacing. It's not like it's a traditional three-man. Now, they did do a little bit of three-man, like third and way long, uh, but they ran, they ran a lot of two-shell stuff. They ran some max pressures. Uh, against Oklahoma, um, some single high zone. I mean, they, they do they mix a lot of stuff in there. Now, I also saw with Oregon State, I believe every guy that he had out that was a, technically a starter was in their fourth year or beyond. They had like two six-year guys. so Which matters. Which matters. They were in the system for three, four years. These guys are smart. They understand it. They're experienced. Now, they didn't have some freshmen. They had a really good freshman. They played at that jack position a little bit as well, number 30. Um, but, he had like what thirteen sacks or something. Yeah, he was good. They, he wasn't the quote starter. They had an older guy who was starting. He was good too. But you know they're tough. They're physical. You know he's like a vegan. He does yoga. Like Coach Cool. I mean, I saw he's one little interview. Coach he called. Cool. They said Did they call you that. He goes, No, I just kind of just made that. Up. <laughs> I just made that. Up. <laughs> yeah. He like, looks okay. like he's like kind of an older dude. Like yeah. he's not this young, hot and coming. Like female. he's been around for yeah. a while. Um, I like what he's doing. I mean, I, I can tell you this. I could sit here and talk to 14 different coaches who have all been great with 14 different schemes. It comes in like how well you can communicate, com- you can communicate them, and do you ultimately have the talent 
to fit to that. And then calling games and taking away some stuff, there's a little bit of an element there. But all schemes are designed to work. It's the guys you have in there. And you'll usually get the guys that you want here at Ohio State. So that's what mm-hmm. makes it a little easier. Yeah, I mean, college football is about being multiple, right? I mean, you have you can't just be a 3-5-3 three, three, or 3-5-5. Mm-hmm. Five, five, I don't know how many guys you're allowed on the field. What is it, 11 now? Is that what <laughs> I, they, I think. Yeah, that, they've been changed I thought Ohio yeah. State was yeah. playing eight-man football. <laughs> it looked like it. Okay, so, I mean, you have an opportunity to do a lot of the things. You see a guy like Jack Sawyer, who I think could really fit into that uh, Jack, yeah. ironically, that Jack role. Mm. Um, it's a little too on the nose. Right, just for him. But, I mean, there, there's a – Is it Jack to Imolo There's a lot of things that they can do uh, because Ohio State does have so many guys that are so, uh, you know, versatile in, in their size and speed combinations. I, I think it's an exciting mix. But from a purely schematic standpoint, I think what's important to Bob brought up is – they are very veteran at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and you you got to have guys that can pick up on that quickly. Otherwise, you have a year or two where you look kind of lost. Well, and you and you can just trust those guys. You can call it probably a little bit more, or some more pressures than you normally would, or you can have them show and do some different things just because they are, you know, been around. They know what you're trying to get done, and they know what you know how you want to try and attack and and make those offenses kind of wonder what's happening. You know, I think initially when he was hired, he was like, oh, he brings pressure, we're, you know, because last year was like, we're not blitzing at all. We're not doing any of this. And so it blitzed I think that, a lot with Greg Schiano, though. Well, I'm, that was that was a choice. Not yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting choice. I'm not saying that he's going to come in here and blitz every every down, but I think he does a lot of good stuff where he yeah. throws the kitchen sink at you in, in, a, in a way. He also know? drops eight. I mean, there's yeah, he'll also make it look like everybody's coming, and boom, they're out, and then, you know, he's just bringing his three or four on the on the line there. I mean, he had everything from a three-man rush to a six-man yeah. rush in that Oklahoma game. And the thing about it, if you're going to have the top three, you know, defense in the country in the Big 12, I think that's saying a lot because, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a league that doesn't really care about defense. They focus more on the offense down there, and, you know, to be able to go through a full season of, uh, you know, those offenses and have the defense that he did – I'm excited for it, and you know I think a lot of Ohio State fans are as well. Yeah, finishing third in the country coming out of that league. I mean, it's yeah. not that they don't care. It's just really hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People keep saying, well, Big 12 offense, and like that's some sort of insult. They're very good. Yeah. So if you can find a way to stop them, that's encouraging. Bob, Berm, when you guys are, are referencing how veteran they are, does that mean that you are have a concern about that? Oh, uh, from that? Uh, older guys who have played a lot are typically more reliable. Not all the time, but those guys – Generally, the more experience you have, the more things you're able to handle, mm-hmm. the more things you've seen, because you have to have a lot of adjustments. So you have to be calm. You can't panic. People run hurry up stuff. And if you're going to try to do a lot of different things, like there's a chance where you get some of this stuff yep. going on. And that's <clears throat> there's only one thing worse than like running the same thing over and over and over again. It's running a million different things and then just having guys and wide open and not it. knowing how to do any of it. So I'd rather just at that point just run one thing and at least – we have our guys have the ability to make a play should they be in the right position, as opposed to if we run 80 different calls, there's a chance that we might screw half of them up. To me, it's I call it the Wichita State rule in basketball for some Like every couple of years, these teams like Wichita State have five, six, 50-year seniors, and all of a sudden they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow, look, how are these guys beating up on these highly ranked teams? Well, because these are a bunch of men playing a, bu- a, game, playing a bunch of 18-year-olds, and I think the game changes when you have a physically more mature group. Beefy dudes. Now, I'm not saying that Beefy old I'm not dude. saying that's what happened at Oklahoma State, but you can see that there's been a rise in their defense over the last couple yeah. of years. And it's not a coincidence that now it's when they're the most veteran they've been. I mean, so is there is that the expectation? Yes. I mean he has to come to Ohio State and, and be a top five defense. So if he's not able to teach it, if he's not able to fired. get fired. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be fired, but he's gotta teach it, right? And teaching is is the key. 
Uh, Jeff Halfley w- was really, really good at Ohio State because he had great players, but also he knew how to teach what he was was doing. Um, Matt Barnes is a really good teacher, but the scheme doesn't fit the personnel. So now it has to be a real combination of those things. He's going to show up from Oklahoma State and instantly become the highest paid assistant in Ohio State history. So, Bob, Casey, you guys have talked about Gene Smith's role in this. Three years, $1.9 million per for oh, so It is a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Three-year deal. Good for him. Yeah, this is it's what they – I mean, it, it was reported that there were other suitors out there, there for were. him. Penn oh, for State. sure. Top three defense in the country. You're Penn gonna State actually believed uh, until the middle of last week that they were the leaders for that uh, that race, and that did not turn out to be the case. And also I had told you guys last week that Ryan Day's preference was to get to signing day unless something forced his hand, and that mm-hmm. something for Jim Knowles was Penn State. And then Penn Clemson. Club Penson, yeah, Clemson with Brent Venables leaving, and they were – Listen, they had a nice big line item open because Brent Venables was making yeah. you know, two and a half a year, so mm-hmm. they could, you know, they could pay him less than that and more than anybody else, and still be in a pretty good spot. Right? Um, not, not that they would have wanted to do that, obviously, but and they said Oklahoma State, and we made a push and offered him, you know, one three, one four, whatever, to try to stay there. So he he had plenty of suitors. Um, I, there's going to be expectations with dollars and. You know, come expectation. That's the reality of it. And he has a reputation for this, to be able to come in and have that success. And so I, I don't think you necessarily need to be a top five defense in year one, but I think that you need to be in top five in certain categories, top 10. Like, you've got to be top 15. Your defense can't be a liability. And so what's the metric used? Scoring defense, yards per play, total yards per game. You just need to know when you watch it, like, hey, yeah. I'm confident we yeah. can stop. You know when you see it. We can get, yes. You don't know what it is, but you know The adult it is. entertainment standard. Yes, it's like <laughs> pornography. You know it when you see it. You know, I mean, that's the reality of it, whereas, hey, I, I don't need to sit here and say we give up 60 yards a game on the ground. I need to know that, hey, when we need to get a stop uh, and it's third and three, someone's not rushing for eight yards consistently. Like, that's the reality. Hey, we're not giving up bombs over the top. We can get sacks. You can create some negative yards plays. You can have some turnovers. Like, all of those things kind of encompass it to me, and it, I'd rather be kind of good at everything than just really good at one or two things and maybe a lag somewhere else. Now, the one thing I don't know if he's any good at is recruiting. I mean, people generally that's asked me about it. I wrote about it on Thursday, but there's a world where Ohio State doesn't have to lose a defensive coach. To add Jim Knowles, and I think that's something people need to understand. The staff alignment doesn't have to be five on five. Like, well, someone would have to. Leave. Someone has somebody, to leave, but it doesn't have to be a defensive coach. If all those guys, if Ryan Day believes all those guys have a fit and they all want to stay, like that could potentially happen. It's not likely, but I think with Jim Knowles I was trying to get me to say something, he told me not to say again. So. I'm not trying to get you to say anything. I'm just saying there's there's obviously possibilities of other guys leaving on the offensive side of the ball too. That you don't know how things shake out. Um, what I do know is talking to people in the recruiting world, there's not really a reputation for Jim Knowles as a recruiter. He's sort of just the guy who well, – He was at Duke. Yeah, but at yeah. Oklahoma State, they, they recruit very different than Ohio State. They're not recruiting against the same type of teams Ohio State's recruiting yeah. against. We have no idea if he's going to be able to win those battles against Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, you know, the SEC. But what it comes down to, the best way to win those is by is having by a really good – the guys the most. By, <laughs> by having yeah. – by having, that, that too. By having a really good defense yes. and then letting your – Winning games and having a good defense. Letting your elite recruiters – I think Bob's right too. Letting your elite recruiters <laughs> be elite recruiters and making sure that they're coming into a scheme that works. So I think there's an opportunity for Ryan Day to restructure the staff here a little bit and not necessarily have to get rid of any of the elite recruiters. Speaking of elite recruiters, I mean, you, you see the checkbook being opened up for Jim Knowles. Is there anybody else on this staff that might be saying, hey – 
Uh, I need a little bump in what I got going on here. Uh, I mean, Ryan Day is what fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. I think that's the reason that you're seeing the amount of rumors coming out about him going to the mm-hmm. NFL that you are. It is a pure leverage play, as far as I have been informed. Uh, Ryan does Day a leverage has, play work if everyone knows it's well, a leverage play? It does I mean, because they, it's the reality. Because <laughs> well, the leverage yeah. is real. If, if yeah. he, the, he could do as it. As soon as if, that guy in Chicago is fired. And if Gene Smith wants to call that bluff, then he will be coaching the Raiders or the Bears. Like that yeah. that's the situation. Uh you know, I don't think Ohio State has a problem Thanks. paying that. If Michigan State is going to pay what they're paying, <laughs> yeah. you have to at least match that mm-hmm. if you're Ohio State. There's if just Miami, no Florida about. found the money to pay Mario Cristobal and Manny Diaz buyout and all this stuff. Right. I mean I would like to think that Kentucky Ohio- is paying Mark Stoops eight and a half million dollars. How much are they paying Cal Perry? I mean how much are they putting forward for their coach? How much are they paying their players? They've been paying them for years. So, I mean, that's all factored in. They're paying in crypto in Kentucky. The, the budget's so changing. Maybe an interesting deal down there. Um, that's going to, I mean, that's going to happen. If it yeah. doesn't, that's a problem for the athletic department. You'd have to answer How about it. B. Hart? Where is he? Yeah, going? I mean, that's. Uh, that one needs to get bumped up pretty substantially. I mm-hmm. believe that the hometown discount expired. That coupon is no longer good. Coupon. <laughs> coupon. Fun coupons. <laughs> yeah, you got one, you got one year. At 50%, and now you have to boost that up. Those are the two, Jay-Z, as I sit here, that something has to be done. And especially because you look and see now, Jim Knowles at 1.9, there's just no justification for Brian Hartline making 25% of that. And we've heard rumors that Tony Alford has already already been on the receiving end of a bump. I Uh, wouldn't call them rumors, Berm. We know that that's Well, it hasn't been, like, put out there by the school, so. Fair enough. Uh, You know, LSU came after him pretty hard, and. So what you're saying is there's probably some stuff going on behind the scenes right now to where these guys that well, they're need a little bump be. are going to get it by the time that this game comes or shortly thereafter. Is it getting bumpy? Oh, it's going to get getting bumpy. bumpy. It <laughs> got bumpy after the game <laughs> yesterday. What a nice, look like it, man. What a nice a, handshake. Just a couple Buckeyes shaking yeah, hands. Yeah, just a couple Buckeye brothers shaking hands. They shook hands. I mean, well, they did. Like, does it, did the hands actually <laughs> shake, or did they just touch? I don't, they may not even touch. It was more I, of a holding situation. Vrabel should have went with a, I'm out of here. <laughs> a little more of a hand holding than a hand shaking. How miserable did Urban Meyer look yesterday? Oh, like so that? bad. This is like he was walking and didn't know where he was going. <laughs> I, just, just, I got a lost soul. Bob, do you walk into a lot of meetings and say, hey, I'm a winner. <laughs> you guys suck. You guys are losers. <laughs> just Austin, you justify why I should be talking to you about football right now. That's how our pre-show meetings go. We don't. Interesting. I mean, that's that's what the the leaks are saying. Those I leaks are unemployed. <laughs> I can't confirm right or cannot deny any of that. So yeah, that's a it's an interesting way to look at it. I didn't think uh, <laughs> it's a pretty aggressive statement, aggressive stance. I think we all knew the adjustment was going to be very challenging from. From Urban Meyer style here yes. to the NFL, right? I mean, I think a lot of it is just so. adjusting to losing games. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he's lost more games this year than his than he lost in his entire Ohio State career and Utah career combined. Yeah, I mean that's that's real. And if he's around next year, it's probably going to be Florida too. So, I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just the reality of it, man. You lose a lot of games, and you now you can lose seven games and still make the playoffs. Right. You lose yeah, seven he was, games in the NFL, and you're considered a winner. Yes. Yeah. Like the Cleveland they were Browns. just eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and they only they had were, what, they were in there. Yeah, I mean, it's like well, I saw that. It's like, did they need to put that out? It's bad. <laughs> These guys aren't going to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, there was still a mathematical well, chance. Yeah, I know. It was it was the Lloyd Christmas rule. There's you're saying there's a <laughs> you're chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Okay, so we always have those hanging out. But dumb dumb the Cleveland Browns are seven and six in a yeah. game uh, in a game of 
uh, out of first place, or maybe they're eight. And, what, uh, well, they jumped up no, like forty five percent. The Browns are both seven and six. The Ravens yeah. are eight and five. They're they're a game above five hundred and a game out of first place. Like that's yeah. that's the reality oh, yeah, of what no, the NFL. No, the, the NFL. NFL. The NFL loves it, and so <laughs> you got to be comfortable. Even the fact like, hey, we won twelve games, but we still lost five. And maybe in one of those games, you got blown out. Aaron Rodgers got smoked game one yeah. by the Packers. You're going to lose games in the NFL, even when you're one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, the Jaguars that... smoked the Buffalo Bills earlier. This yes. Sense. Yeah. Well, smoked is really. Okay, they won. Therefore, they smoked them. Because well, didn't they score nine points? In nine to game? six. You can't smoke anybody if with nine winning, points. If you're winning. We're not talking about curling. If a team that's two and ten is winning, they're, they're, they smoked them. Smoked them. Okay. What's going to happen on Wednesday, Burr? Signing day is here. The Big early, day. The early signing period. Uh, it's not necessarily just Wednesday. Players can sign all the way up to Friday. Ooh, uh, okay. Ooh, so it's a three-day Man. Okay. Sorry. Three-day winter. You guys got to um, love that. Obviously, Ohio State right now has 17 commitments in the class of 2022. They're a top five class. Things are changing. Texas is uh, surging. We'll say uh, they, they've made a big push. They're they're now up. I, this is not an Ohio State class that's going to finish in the top five, and I think people should understand that based simply on the numbers when you see a lot of other schools signing 30 guys. Why are we not signing 30 guys? Ohio State doesn't have 30 scholarships. Yeah, but not everybody else would either. So, But Ohio State doesn't have 30 scholarships, and therefore they're not going to sign 30 guys. They're going to try to sign the number of openings they have and then try to balance it out with what they could lose in the transfer portal, and those numbers are changing. So when someone goes to the transfer portal, can you offer that scholarship out there? And then, yes. Okay. So you're actually allowed 25 plus 7, a maximum of 7. So they could sign 32 in any, every class at this point. But it's as we've talked about all year long, this is the youngest Power 5 roster in the country, and Ohio State does not want to just completely shuck it out the window. So they're not going out and signing Was them. the Watts entering the portal, was that something that was foreseen, Berm? No. Uh, I mean, he was obviously – Lower on the depth chart this year for Ohio State, but he was expected to be at the top three in the rotation when, at corner yeah, next year. When the yeah. Elias Ricks conversation was heating up last week, it was partly in place because of guys like Ryan Watts, Watts and, Cavazos. and Cavazos were both mentioned as part of the reason why they didn't need to pursue Ricks. Now, there were other factors involved with Ricks why they didn't continue that, but you know that was what... What are some know, of those factors? Some, yeah. Injury concerns, uh, culture fit... Um, both of those things could have kept him from getting on the field uh, in one form or another. Okay. It's a situation where simply, and I, mean, I had this conversation in the Letterman Lounge on our on our forum on, on LettermanRoad.com, was that Buckeyes fans are going to have to kind of choose a path here, which way you want to go. Because college football is changing. Red or green, Red. Leo? <laughs> no, I mean, it, college football is changing, and, and you can either be one of the programs that says – Screw it. We're just going to take any guy we want. Who cares about the culture fit? Who cares about how it upsets the guys that have put time and effort into the program? Or you can try to build the program the, the old-fashioned way. And Ryan Day and this staff right now still wants to try to build it the old-fashioned way because they think that that chemistry will pay off in the long run as opposed to bringing in a bunch of and hired guns. I think what's, I don't know, what's interesting about that debate is that if people want Ohio State players – to care about the rivalry as much as the fans and everybody else does, then and bring in hired guns can't really be the solution. Mercenaries can't be the solution. We, br we brought a hired gun don't in. Anthony don't Schlegel was a hired gun, and he gets the rivalry. Yeah, you look at Schlegel, but he was okay. a three-year guy. It's, it's different when you're bringing in someone for one year just to fill a spot, and then doing it year in, year in, year out. That just doesn't promote the culture you're trying to build. And I guess again, that is the concern. 
That's why Ohio State, even over this past weekend, had Austin Stogner uh, transfer from Oklahoma, tight end. Now, if there's a position in the Ohio State program that needs need- a guy who needs a one-year rental for next season, it's the tight end position, and they still have that concern. Like, Cade Stover's put in all this time. You know, G. Scott's put in all this time in transitioning into the new position. and Transitioning stuff. Is it worth is it worth risking all the work those guys have done to lose them for a guy who maybe not who can't enroll until June? Yeah. And then tight end is not a position like cornerback or running back where you just go out there and say go play. You got to yeah. know the offense. So there's a lot of moving parts that you have to look at and go, okay, does this fit for what we're trying to do? And I know a lot of people are. Like, we want to be Alabama. We want to that. If you want that, you might need to root for Alabama or wait until <laughs> wait wait three more years. <laughs> Because wow. wait three, four more years until Ohio State has no choice to but to do that because the game is changing rapidly. It's not fun, honestly. I think it's terrible for the game. That was quite a suggestion. In two weeks now, Berm has suggested more government oversight. Yes, he does like to take big government. cheering I, for Alabama. I just, I mean, people need mm. to make a decision. Do you think the transfer portal, because they're talking right now <clears throat> about walking back the early signing period. They, have, they, to, should. they have to do that. They, they don't need to. What it should have been all along was in August. It shouldn't, yeah. it's. It's the early signing oh, period in yeah. itself is not a problem. The early signing period right now is a problem because it changes and informs the way every staff around the country does everything they do. Or ADs, anything. Right. Okay. So if you have it in August and you know that kids are enrolling early, then those kids can do it. And then if there's a coaching change, then maybe you can allow kids out of a LOI or something at this point. But August in February made a whole heck of a lot of sense when this was originally being discussed, not December 20th. I don't know why they wouldn't just do July 1st, 2nd. Yeah, it's, that's the way they do it in basketball, and it <laughs> never seems to have an issue. So yeah, I, I'm not sure go. why college football made it so challenging. Yeah, nobody's ever complained Because they're smarter, that. though. But they need to change the, the early signing period. They need to make adjustments to the transfer portal. And, do you think uh, there will be adjustments to the transfer portal? Not anytime soon, but I think in a couple there it's unsustainable. It's completely unsustainable and it's what it's, about when there's more players in the portal than there well, are? That's, we're already, we're already I think <laughs> yeah. there's, already there. there's a bunch of men. There's like fifteen hundred kids in the portal and only six percent of them have found other schools. Or what, what what's going on with all these kids? How long can you survive in the portal? Do you get nourishment in there? Did no nourishment. Yeah. No, it's a no black financial. hole. I mean, are you just out of school and everything if you go to the black, portal? No. Yeah. Well yeah. so you, not you don't have to be. The school can decide if they, they want to keep paying your financial like, aid. Like Dallas Gantt lived in the portal after week four. But and they he stayed to finish his degree. He's actually not going to finish it until the spring, so he's probably let's say going to go to Toledo. But he he won't be there until the summer. So I mean, so Ohio State, yeah. but that's Ohio State choosing to continue to pay for his financial mm-hmm. aid. They don't have to. Yeah. So it's all about how you want to operate, and it's the transfer portal. And we talked about it just a little bit earlier. Like it really should be after two years in a program. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's anyone who could argue that that would be a smarter way to handle the transfer portal. I mean, two years in the program, at least you have some baseline. Like, you've tried to make it work, and it doesn't. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Give everybody one freebie, but make it be for two years. So at least you have to stay through a second season, a spring ball, get to know some people. Because your freshman year stinks, man. It's it's hard. It's hard, regardless of whether you're starting every game or you're red-shirted playing Mm -hmm. scout team. Like, it's just – it's tough. Coaches are yelling at you. You don't know what's going on. You mess things up all the time. I was like, so scared of Dino in my freshman year. Oh, I mean, even <laughs> if you're God playing, like, you just, that's what we were, as we were talking about Jim Knowles. Like, 
you just don't know things. And so you, you're an idiot. Like, I mean, I mean, I've had a coach tell me before this was in the NFL, but MF or was a term of endearment. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of trying to mind meld you there into like thinking that we're like, like Stockholm syndrome will bond you to the capture. <laughs> yeah. Like Texas, once you, Texas been doing that this season, but that's uh, like, but that, that's kind of how it operates. So you just, but then you enter that second, your spring, you're like, all right, like yeah. Yeah. been through this. We're reinstalling everything now for the yep. second time. I get it. Like, I know what these guys are good at. I feel like I can play. I've done some things. And then, okay, you go through that, get a summer work in, see if you can play in your second year. And then, you know, you know where you are. And so hopefully, I, that, that is ultimately what I would like to see because guys come in. It's like, oh, my freshman year didn't go as I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I deep- thought I was going to come in and start 14 games and be all conference. Like, the reality of that happening when you're 17 and then all of a sudden – you see these guys and you think you look the same as them <laughs> and then you physically get around them and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, these yeah, dudes, yeah, they're dudes. These dudes are 21, yeah. 22, or in Schlegs' case, 25 years old. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, I went up to block this like guy. grown men. And he hit me yeah. and his head was like a bowling ball. Yeah. And I, I went to a knee and then couldn't even First remember. First time I took a snap behind a starting offensive line my freshman year. Like, Jeez, this is a brick wall here. <laughs> like, this is insane. Like you can't see. Like all yeah. everyone's just so yeah. big. Like yeah. there's so much movement you come I mean, from high school you might have one big guy and then you just have even at a great high school program yeah. where you might have three four five scholarship players like you're not having three like five ohio state alabama caliber players you're having like a handful of those yeah. some smaller yeah, maybe, guys. Yeah, you get, yeah. i mean it's just it, it is what it is and so you've got to get used to this and it takes time so congratulations to everybody signing yes. on wednesday get ready oh, it's experience. a great day for these kids yeah. man like it's awesome. awesome it's everything they worked for uh, but college football needs to make. So, do you sign when you sign your letter of intent? Do they have like? Can you put addendums like the NIL stuff? Do they just staple all those together and they all go to <laughs> like? Mall, is it like? It's like a home mortgage. Here's now? all my like, deals. It used, to, it into compliance. It used to just Give be one signature. Yeah. Get back to me in 15 <laughs> days. That, we'd yeah. sign like maybe two of them and you'd fax them in. At this point, anything's possible. Now you can just sign it and take a picture of it with your cell phone and send it in an email. You don't have to fax it. That's, yeah, well, of course, because who faxes? Has a fax taking all the fun facsimile. Out of it. Well, the but, school, high school still have it, but then again, most kids don't go to high school anymore. That's a whole. But other I thought it was like almost like a home mortgage. Like, all right, this is your. <laughs> this is your national deals. This is your local. This is your security. Sign here. Sign here. Boom, boom, sign boom. here. So we have all that to look forward to this yes. week. And I promise at some point we're going to talk about the Rose Bowl and the matchup with Utah, but it just won't be today. Uh, we appreciate Nicole Cox for having us into the Letterman Lounge again for Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Fried pickles mm, or something two else. Two dollar appetizers. Two dollars on Tuesday. That's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. We will see you next Monday for Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters.